Welcome back, welcome back, welcome back. We are back for another Sunday of um, the session called Ask Somebody Else, an opportunity for you to ask an industry expert or somebody else in the property space. All of the things um, you potentially would want to ask about property. Today, we have the owner, Kofi, of Million Pound Homes, who's going to be joining us today. If you don't know already, go and look out for a Million Pound Homes um, page on Instagram, have over 100,000 followers, and they've basically set up a platform not only showcasing, but now selling luxury homes. How we do say, you okay? I'm fantastic, mate. How's it going? Yeah, we're not too bad. We're not too bad. Just um, enjoying, enjoying a bit of nice weather for once. <laughs> we're trying, we're trying. Exactly, exactly. So I was just introducing you before you locked in. I was actually late oh, today myself. Yeah, no, so just, just a minute. I was sitting I was here a, waiting. I, I, was, I, I apologise. <laughs> I apologise profusely. I, um, I don't know why. I was, I was having technical problems myself. No, no. So you're the first person you set a record to beat me here. <laughs> um, well, thank you very much for taking time out on your Sunday to be here. Um, no, so Thank you for having me. This is Kofi. This is the owner of um, Million Pound Homes. As I said before, that those that don't know, it's a platform on Instagram. Um, from my understanding, and I'm sure you'll correct me afterwards, um, but started showcasing luxury homes. And then from building, you know, a massive following, 100,000 people plus. So if you're not already following, whether, you know, you're looking to buy a home or just you want inspiration, make sure you go and follow the page because it does give me a lot of inspiration, obviously, because the type of projects they do showcase. But they've transitioned from being, you know, one thing is having an Instagram page. The next step is potentially how do you monetize that? How do you turn a page into a business? How do you turn a passion project into something that's creating wealth? And that's something that I've seen you do. And you've, you know, when we've met, you've showed me the steps you've taken. But I think I'd like to lead you on now to give us a bit more information about maybe how long you've been running the page, where did it start, what were your initial goals and where you've, where you've got to with it now. Yeah, sure. So um, uh, it, was, it was kind of random, to be honest. Mm. So I started the page end of May 2018. Okay. Um, at the time... So I'm a property investor myself, not in the mm. luxury market, but I'm a property investor myself. So when I was looking on social media, because we're all on social media, mm. I didn't see much property pages that focus just on the UK market. Yeah. You would traditionally see properties in Australia, <laughs> America, Thailand, where they're very aesthetically pleasing, um, but I didn't see much in the UK. So I started the page, I got the name, it was, it was literally like 5am on a Sunday morning, very random, but... Best, I got the best name. Time to work. Yeah, best time to work. So I got the name. I started posting. I started going on and looking at homes in, in Wentworth Estate, St. George's Hill, and just posting them. Mm. And I gained some traction. I got a few followers and things like that. But obviously, at the time, I was posting terrible quality pictures, proper zoomed in, um, and I was posting like five times a day. Mm. So I consistently did that for a few months. And then December, the Times approached me to say they wanted to uh, talk about social media and property in their newspaper. Um, so I was talking about, you know, what the steps that I took, same thing that I mentioned mm -hmm. here, steps that I took and why I did it. And it was essentially just to showcase luxury homes in the UK because I don't feel like they were being showcased in a way that will be, you know, uh, appeasing to the masses. I think yeah. like, right move is one way, there's another way, but, you know, traditionally you see in newspapers, magazines and things like that. So um, fast forward to the beginning of lockdown, I was on about 3,000 followers. 
Mm-hmm. Um, and that's when I consistently started posting. So one of my friends, he's at, I think he's in the in the chat right now, Jordan. Um, he saw the name and he realized what could be done with it. So he actually pushed me and said, listen, you have something here. Push it consistently and you'll see what will happen. So I just did that consistently. Uh, found quality homes, not just on right move, sold homes, um, homes that were, you know, homes that were on the market, homes that were sold, architectural photography, interior photos, everything. So I just started showcasing it. And then I was getting about 3,000, 4,000 followers a week at the time. So obviously now we're on 134,000, which is lovely. Um, Well done. Thank you very much. But in between that time, what I realized was, so obviously the property market was closed until July. And that's when things started opening up again. You could do viewings, you could do, uh, you could actually go out and see properties. And at that time, what we saw was people that were living in inner city areas, they were looking to move out to home counties like of Buckinghamshire, Hertfordshire, Surrey, Kent, mm-hmm. places like that. And I was showcasing a lot of those types of properties. So I was getting a whole influx of people coming to me saying they're looking for a home. Um, now, because it was through Instagram, I didn't really take it seriously as much. So I was just yeah. looking at things that people were posting. And then, so, know, when, so as a question, when you, when you started, was there any track between what you're doing now? Yep. Did you have any, when your page started to grow even to 3,000 and 5,000, were yep. you trying to monetize then or was it all just still no, about growth at that n- stage? Not at all. Literally, okay. it was just about showcasing the homes that I liked. Yeah. So I didn't really think about monetizing. I was thinking maybe at a later stage I might be able to, but it wasn't. It wasn't at the top of my mind. It was literally no. just showcasing homes. Um, it was when I got to about five, six thousand. That's when I saw, okay, yeah, sure, there's there's an opportunity here. But it's when I got the consistent flow in and about July, August of people saying that they're looking for homes. That that's when I realised, okay, people are watching, um, mm. and they need they need the right type of homes. Yeah. Um, especially in the areas that, that I was posting in. So, you know, here we are. That's nice. Okay. And then, so now do like developers actively come to you to, to market their homes? Yeah. So developers, um, developers come to us, private sellers come to us, mm-hmm. uh, estate agents come to us, uh, architects, interior designers to showcase their work. So it's essentially, a market now it's more like a marketplace for luck everything to do with luxury property mm-hmm, mm-hmm. so if you want to showcase your work you can come to us and we can work with you um to showcase some of the amazing projects that are there on the page so you see on the page there's a variety of things and i always credit people um, yeah. even if it's not you know necessarily paid feature or anything like that sometimes i just post things that i like yeah yeah no which makes sense yeah. and i think that's one thing that <laughs> I've been in a few clubhouses recently where they've been talking about how to build your social media brand on Instagram. And I think one people forget thing that people forget is Instagram is for photos. So if you post like aesthetically pleasing photos consistently, it's just like a mood board for some people for a lot of people that I follow are genuinely just either inspiration or a mood board. I follow loads of these nice, you know, because I do a lot of flats, a lot of micro flats, yeah. like small bathroom ideas or yeah. like, you know, like small, like small kitchen ideas and things like yeah. that. And I yeah. guess, yeah, if you, if you consistently, if you are wanting to grow your brand, I think what you said is potentially not looking to monetize too early, not taking the, the check or the payments too early yeah. and build that brand because yeah, the, mon- the money will come in down the line as, as you 100%. develop things. So I think that's, I think that's really important. That's, that's the thing. Because even at the beginning when I wasn't monetizing, I would look at, 
everything that's on the market. And mm. I would say, oh, I like this house, I'm going to post it. I mm. like this house, I'm going to post it. Then when things started transitioning, I started looking at, okay, do I have a relationship with this person first? Do I have a relationship with this person? Do I have a relationship with this person? I'm not sure if I can post this because of this. So mm. things started changing because of the relationships and the business element of what's going on. So sometimes, I ha obviously, I, I try to stay consistent as much as possible, but there's a lot more things that come into it now. So it sometimes it can be a bit annoying because there are more limitations when it becomes more business. When it becomes a business. But exactly. at the beginning, just do it because you like it. And that's, no. that's what I did, to be honest. Exactly. And so, if, yeah. we, if we speak on the kind of the business model, so you're effectively... Like, well, not effectively, you are like a, a niche agent for luxury homes now with a bespoke platform because you have a specific audience yeah. away from the typical Rightmove, Zoopla um, portals. You've effectively yeah. created your own, you know, your own portal as well yeah. um, for a target audience, which I think is good. So how have you got, have you built a team? Like, what's, what's kind of, what have you? So I've built a team. Um I've got a team behind that helps me with that, the showcasing of the content, which content to post, and especially looking for homes. Because, mm -hmm. um, so obviously we get, as I said, a number of people that say they're looking for a particular type of home. But what yeah. we'll see is the, the homes that people want are the homes that are showcased on the page. So they, you don't see them a lot, especially in below £2 million. It's quite difficult to find. Mm -hmm. um, so... I have a small team of people that help me look for homes for some of the buyers that do come through. Okay, and yeah. we work with agents, as I said, so they might connect with some of the agents or they might go direct to, to sellers to try and, you know, convince them to say that, look, we've got buyers and things like that. So, um, yeah, I've got a small team of people um, that, that help me out, which that sounds like. so it's almost like a two pronged attack that you've got the people who are just saying, can you market my house? I've got an amazing house that I feel would fit your demographic of followers. Mm -hmm away from that i've also got you've got your people that have seen they've seen what you have maybe not everything you've posted is available and they're like look i love that house that one's gone but maybe you know i can i can get you something else or get you something similar which yeah. um i think and the fact that you've taken obviously just an interest in property although you said you were an investor previously yeah, yeah. um for one of the main reasons i wanted to get you on board in a discussion because a lot of the people that approach us you know, and I'm sure you get approached a lot of the time yeah. about, um, you know, to say, how do I get into property or how do I get started? Um, and a lot of people are maybe at a stage where they're, they're kind of, they're being stopped by capital restrictions or credit or other things. But one thing I always tell people is nothing's stopping you from moving along on your journey and taking steps because not everybody's path to buying a property is the same or getting into property investment. So yep. the fact that you've taken a passion and made it a business, which even if you didn't invest in property, potentially yeah. would give you, you know, the opportunity to invest and to develop, you know, your, start doing developments, your own, build connections. Um, you know, I think it's really, and also networking, the kind of people 100%. that obviously I'm sure you're networking with 100%. that I'm sure your investment opportunities have gone, do you know what I mean? Through, <laughs> yeah, yeah. through the roof because <laughs> you're talking yeah, yeah. to people, you're engaging and you also yeah. now have a, a value proposition to offer to somebody. So if you wanted to go and shadow a, you know, six, seven, eight, nine figure developer, yep. you're saying, look, I've got this platform to offer you, yep. but I need this from you. And I think... 100%. That, I think that, so obviously, my entry point into property was more... So there's different entry points, really, but 
me being able to do what I did with Million Pound Homes came from a lot of the work that I was doing for years before. That's why I was able to quickly transition just from mm. it's a marketing platform to where do I source homes? How do I source homes? Who do I connect with? Because what's your background know? actually? Like acad- so, academic law? You know, so I went, work. so I was working in financial services for five mm. and a half years oh, wow. or six years, too long to be honest. I'm not in it no more. But um, I was in financial services. I worked for uh, Barclays for four and a half years. Then mm-hmm. I worked at the financial ombudsman. So I was an investigator there as well. So during that time, I was investing in buy-to-lets. And um, so my entry point into property was investing in a buy-to-let with my good mm-hmm. friend James up in Blackburn. Yeah. I've still got that property today. Now, in the nicest way possible, I wish I didn't have that property today, but it was a good entry point into property because um, I looked at yield and oh, up north, properties are cheaper. You know, 12% yeah. yield, that must be amazing. And then you realise, well, oh, I 12% yield. But um, so I invested, I had a small amount of money in uni. Um, so mm-hmm. my friend uh, James, we invested in a mixed-use property, commercial downstairs, a barb shop and a two-bedroom flat upstairs. Um, and then we were collecting the rental income and saving that rental income. And then we wanted to get into more different types of properties. So we uh, bought um, we bought a new build. But at that time, we bought, we bought it off plan. Okay. And um, in what area? It was in Sunbury, which is in uh, Sunbury upon Thames, which is in the Staines. You're just flying around like <laughs> opportunity. If there was an opportunity, I'll, I'm going there. So that's that's the way that I looked at it. No, but um, so we we invested in a new build flat in in Sunbury on Thames. But we with that one, it was a bit more expensive. So we put our money together, but then we went to family to to, mm-hmm. to cover the shortfall. Yeah. Um, and then after that, we bought a portfolio of six flats, so six new build flats. Do you mind just ask, answering Whiskey's question quickly, which is, uh, what does off plan mean? So before it's, it's before it's built, essentially. Yeah, so effectively. Um, yeah, yeah. So before it was built, so I can't even get it done, you know. Yeah, so before it was built, um, I think we bought it nine months before it was built. Mm-hmm. Um, we got it at an, a pre-agreed price. Obviously, the... Um, the developer, I don't, you, you've probably seen this marketing, but they said, you know, it can actually be this price, but now we'll sell it to you for this price. Yeah. yeah. But and to be fair, sometimes, sometimes <laughs> yeah. it is. Like I've, I've got yeah. a friend who he could semi-retire off an off-plan yeah. that he built just because the market went in the right way at the right time and they did a really good job on the development. And they yeah. actually offered him money to not sell them because he could undercut yeah what they yeah, were yeah. selling them for because they sold them for so cheap. Yeah. Um, but I think, yeah, like that, that thing that you did touch on in terms of just chasing opportunity, 100%. if one door's closed, it doesn't mean yeah. another one can't open for you. So whether you went to Blackburn, to Staines, to partner up with friends, to look at also a lot of people underestimate potentially friends and family in their immediate 100%. circle when it comes to investing, because people will message and say like, oh, you know, everyone hears about, you know, no money down or somebody else's money and assumes yeah. that they're just going to find these magic people on the internet that are giving out money. But in actual fact, it's going to be your target, you know, your immediate circle immediate a lot circle, of the time 100%. that are going to be able to offer investment because they believe in you because they know you, you have credibility yeah. with them. 100%. You know? That's what you, obviously you should reach out. So that's what we did essentially in order to raise mm. the funds for certain investments that we had. So our friends and our family know who we are, what kind of people we are, what our background is, and not if it wasn't necessarily in property, we had transferable skills. So we're able to work out the numbers and we were credible. 
So that's why they were, you know, happy to give us the money in order to fund certain things. Um, so at least from, uh, you know, our experience with Blackburn led to the experience with Sunbury, but then that led to us doing a quite a big deal, mm-hmm. which was getting six six flats in uh, Norwich, but we bought twenty five percent below market value. <laughs> We went up again. You should, you should, you should just draw, like draw your trajectory of. It was just yeah. like, a, like a spider's web of your investment over the UK. Yeah. You said you want, I want a little piece of everywhere. Yeah. No, hundred percent. Because for me, it was. I understand the 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 power in investing in in certain regions, so at least you can get to wherever the opportunity is, or if, you know if there's an issue with the property, you want to get there. But it's more for me anyway. You need to trust the people that you're working with. Um, in those areas so whether it's a, a management company you need to understand that through the management company you need to either get recommendations reviews and things like that make yeah. sure you trust the people in those areas yeah. so but also there's numbers that support everything so the reasons why we invested in Norwich was right in the city centers next to an Aviva building mm. so the people that rent those kind of properties we know the kind of jobs that they You've done the research you've looked yeah, in to make course. sure that there was demand and 100%. also I think w- what you said just then about it's fine to buy in an area that you don't know, but you have to have some type of infrastructure or yeah, some 100%. type of management plan in place because your plan 100%. can't be that a washing machine breaks down on a Friday and your 100%. plan is to drive up there on a Friday 100%. night and try and find someone or trust somebody. Just 100%. Yeah. So, yeah, I think that's... I think an yeah. interesting question came through from um, uh, Melanin Plus Organic, which is just sure. it's quite, quite different. It's like, have you discovered... Uh, have you suffered any type of... Um, discrimination in regards to or have you found any barriers in regards to discrimination because you're you know in, in, in your target audience the people that you're dealing with um so with million pound homes i've probably had less less of that mm-hmm. um pro- probably haven't seen it affect me as much as much as during my investment journey Mm-mm. during my investment journey we used to face quite a lot of um I'd say more concern from people that didn't believe that we'd be able to perform just because of what our background was. This is not necessarily speculation, but this is more from, you know, advice from one of our brokers, for example, why we couldn't receive lending on certain types of um, schemes and things like that um, due to like age, uh, concern more about demographic and the kind of deals that we were proposing. Um, So I would say not so, not really in million pound homes, to be fair, people are quite, Mm -hmm warm with me and I've, I'm actually dealing with more like uh, I'd say more ethnic minorities and things like that in um, and I guess terms. to a degree you haven't you're not that actively out there as the face of the brand so people 100%. have decided they're going to do business with the brand prior yeah. to being able to make you know you know to make discriminatory yeah, choices sure. they've, they've already decided to engage with the brand yeah and that's the thing and if you decide to just uh, engage with the brand and then, you know, you see me or my name or whatever, and you decide that you don't want to, to be honest, that's, that's completely up to you. But, yeah, I mean, um, rather, if they don't want to because of that, yeah, yeah. you'd rather not do business with them. Yeah, yeah, so. it, wouldn't, it, wouldn't make any, it wouldn't make any sense to them because they can't get their house. So, exactly. I mean, to be honest, in, in Million Pound Homes, I think, well, in general, in business, I think sometimes you actually just have to prove yourself first before, uh, if you can prove yourself first and then afterwards, you know, people can make whatever judgment that they, they want to make. But I would say a million pound homes, I've actually been dealing more with ethnic minorities. So I haven't really yeah. dealt with that. And everyone, everyone's been fine with me. But in my investment journey, I'd say it was, it was a completely different thing. 
And that's good. Just because this question leads on from the same thing, which is um, Dami J has asked. Oh, hi, Dami has asked. Um, would you say not putting your face out there has helped you get to where it is? Or um, I don't know. To be honest, I, th- I would say that um, it might it might have helped if I put my face to it because people like to personalize mm. certain things. They like to know mm. who they're talking to, what they're talking to them about. And when you put your personality out there, you tend to get people that are more attracted to you because of your personality. So maybe I would have got more of my tribe or people that might be mm. attracted to me if I put my face out there, but well, you might have the same breath. I think but for me, yeah. like, there's some stuff that I probably followed your page. I, I think it was maybe on 20,000. I think I followed it from my personal page a long time before <laughs> that. Um, but I followed it because it was just a mood board. And yeah. like sometimes on Instagram, that's all I want. I just want mm-hmm. nice pictures. I don't really want conversations. I don't want much more yeah. than just show me nice stuff and inspire me. Yeah. And yeah. I think that's what your page did for a lot of people. Yeah. Um, I think when you make it with a person, adding a personal brand, sometimes it can become more your ego as opposed to what people just want to see. Probably so, like Kazi. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, 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 you're, no, you're good. Because even before, because we even had a conversation about it, yeah. you never used to put your face out there. It was yeah. only until I think the first, the the Kingston refurbishment yeah. that you decided you started talking to people and showcasing things more. But I mean, your work spoke for itself. So you didn't yeah, really I think, yeah, work. definitely. You're right. I started out and it was, it was just pictures, just pictures, just pictures. But then I think because of potentially, like you said, a lot of the time people do want to engage and because of the type of stuff that I'm doing potentially with, you know, with raising finance or with doing JVs, etc. A lot of the time it's even though the work speaks for itself, people actually just want to hear something from somebody to say, are these pictures just being taken off interest (laughs) sometimes? So there's that kind of balance. And, And that's, I think for me anyway, Obviously, if you know me personally, I like talking a lot. But in general, public speaking, I'm not. I don't really like. Um, I don't really like speaking too much. I'd rather just get things done. You're doing very well to, today. I'm trying, man. Obviously, I'm trying a little bit. But yeah, I, I don't like speaking too much. And I think maybe that's hindered me. Maybe it hasn't. But every person that I've spoken to, that's either a developer or an investor, mm-hmm. think, they always kind of have their personal presence because yeah, it actually helps to raise funds or um, mm. get investment from and more opportunities opportunities come to you when you speak I actually realised that from Clubhouse it's even People, I think us, bump, us bumping into each other if I probably didn't have my face like, we wouldn't have had, maybe been having this conversation today so it's also very 100%. good from a networking perspective but I think your brand is slightly different mm. because it's a shop window and if yeah. I'm competing with if I'm looking at okay what's my competition Zoopla and Rightmove mm they're just they're a brand so it's like your brand is so important anything detract that detracts from the band could potentially be negative although you may like you said bring in the tribe you may take away from the brand itself yeah 100 so that's why i just want to i want to make it more about as i said i'm obviously happy to speak when that whenever it makes sense this conversation i've seen Mm. your previous ones have been good conversations but for me, anyway, it will always be Million Pound Homes, the brand yeah. that is essentially the um, 
the the front of everything. I might pop out here and there, and sometimes yeah, I might yeah, talk. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Let, yeah. Let, let, yeah I mean, let the people see you. <laughs> I, might, I might, yeah, I might Your talk sometimes. Today, <laughs> sir. So please, we want to see you. <laughs> the sun's hitting me at, at an angle. Yeah, it's, 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 it's going. You're looking good, my friend. <laughs> <laughs> no, but um, yeah, as I said, million pound homes is is essentially my day to day. That's the main thing that will just be out there. Um, that and I, as I said, it won't necessarily become more of a personal thing, but you might see me pop out here and there. So um, yeah, man, it's, 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 it, it will keep going. I think that's really good. So just just to reset, like I've learnt from Clubhouse, you know, I have to reset the room oh, yeah. or reset the lab. <laughs> so today I'm with Kofi, the owner of Million Pound Homes. Uh, Million Pound Homes, a platform on Instagram that started showcasing luxury homes and went into becoming actually somewhere to market and sell luxury homes as an agent on a sort of bespoke exclusive platform, as well as sourcing luxury homes for specific buyers. Um, I think I have a question for you, which it's always good. I've learned about where you are, where you kind of have got to now. Where do you see, like, where's the journey for Million Pound Homes? Where can you take this? Is there other areas of, you know, other areas of the business you'd want to integrate into it? Mm. So Million Pound Homes really is going to transition into, obviously obviously it's on Instagram, but it's going to transition into its own platform, um, essentially. So Mm -hmm. at the moment, obviously we have buyers, sellers, um, architects and interior designers that, you know, are really, we work with a lot. But um, obviously people asking for architects, people asking for interior designers, my mm-hmm. DMs are a mess. So um, I want to create a platform where people can get the quality uh, professionals that they want on this particular platform or homes that are not necessarily um, selected by myself, but it'll be the type love, of home I that I know that, that are, you're gonna go for, market once. You're going you're to go for some VC funding on an accelerator with a nice little prop tech business. I, I, I see mean, what you're doing. Yeah, I mean, if, if, if there's any VC people in the, in the comments, <laughs> exactly. Drop me a message. In there, or also, are you thinking app-based or web-based to begin with? So it'll, it'll be web-based at the beginning, but we will transition into an app. So, so, those so, are so the best, best web designers, best app developers you know i mean this is your opportunity to reach out especially if you're looking to get into property because potentially there's a trade-off of services that could be offered here so it's actually it's actually fun because now i'm actually looking for to have those kind of conversations with people i've had a few uh, conversations with people in the past week um one of my good friends actually he just um he's got a company cubic lease he's just raised uh, 545k from vcs to um for his prop tech business as well Mm. and he's the person i invested in in um properties with and um okay, nice. obviously after his experience he's saying you know you need a platform you need a platform you've got yeah. traction already and things like that no so, i can see it like i didn't so see it, it until we had this conversation where it makes a hundred percent sense because the banks well you know a lot more than i do but from your background in finance but you know that they're looking to invest more so you know in prop tech industries because it's definitely yeah. the way business is going You've no, already so. got a base. You've almost you've got proof of concept. So yeah, if you can tie services together, um, mm. I think that could be that could be really, 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 really good. Yeah, no, it's it's exciting. But we're even with the what we've got now. So even like our website, for example, um, I've seen somebody recommend IO branding. So mm-hmm. the person that did our website, Olivia, she's done a lovely website. So what it is now is that we want to obviously add there's obviously it's more like a service-based website but we want to add in elements for mm. people to actually go and look at things because we actually not just get gamers we get people subscribing and saying that these are their details and and things like that so um people actually want to work with us outside yeah. of the outside of instagram so yeah. i want to make sure that we can 
I'm a helpful person. So I just want to... And you know what? I think people... And I I appreciate a lot of the the comments from the discussion we're having today. It's just a a discussion about how we can move forward. So I appreciate everyone Mm -hmm. that's in here today is taking their time out, all your kind words, um, because I think COVID and myself, a lot of it is about if you put yourself in a position where you have the opportunity to elevate others, a lot of the time you'll find that will, you know, push you forward in your own journey as well. Um, and I like the fact that every person you've worked alongside, whether it be the person you bought your first home with, somebody has helped you with the website, you've made sure you picked them up and gave them their credit and their flowers, which I think is great as well. Yeah, 100%. I have to shout out my um, marketing admin. No, plug them all. Everyday plug, helper. Them, plug them all, man. This I'm, is free marketing. I'm, I'm Rita. <laughs> I'm Rita's my marketing person as well. But yeah, no, that's my partner as well. She's actually been very helpful, especially with the stories. So this and that, people will just always yeah. message me about they message me more about the this and that than sometimes buying homes and i'm just yeah. like you know yeah, i'll, I'll start to do some mini this yeah. and that yeah. as well. <laughs> i like it it's just good engagement it's yeah good no engagement. it actually works out but people really enjoy that and stuff to be i feel like at a point in time you start to feel accountable to your followers mm. like if you haven't you know put out something on the story just like look I'm you are saying. spending not spending your time but you follow me hopefully you follow I'm me saying. you like my stuff you share it you I'm save saying. it like i want to I want to feed the machine because yeah, you're like, follow me that's for a reason. That's what I'm saying. I feel like I'm, I'm providing a service sometimes. Sometimes people just like the... Um, so even, for example, we do giveaways. Mm-hmm. Um, at the end, last Friday of every uh, month, we do giveaways. So yeah. I think this one we just did with uh, Interior Designer where we gave away free Interior Design services. Mm-hmm. And then the month before that, we did a, quite a big one where we gave away... I think we gave a, a bed frame away, a £1,000 travel voucher um and some other stuff i can't remember what it was but it was a we did a lot of things but we don't really need to do that but brands but, come to us and we yeah. work with them just to, to give us because that's the other thing it's like you could have just taken a bread frame for yourself and had a nice I bed frame i can't like not even the bed frame the holiday thousand pound travel voucher <laughs> i know but at the I same time in Dubai, but obviously the service we want to help people out exactly so. and i think it is about giving back finding yeah. that balance between you know what um what we're doing um so yeah let me know as well if you've got a giveaway i'd happy to offer some time offer you know potentially like a half day of mentorship or something as sure. part of your as part of your package because i actually no, i need to do my own one that's i've recently it, um networked with some guys over at the hill hub which is yeah. um reboot property they've set up this um it's a black owned um black business hub in dartford yeah, like helping. Oh, no, to, yeah, no, yeah, I've seen, I've seen it. It's, it's yeah. Sammy, I think Sammy. Yeah, Sammy's so Sammy, yeah, yeah. yeah, Sammy's the main guy. So I, I went down there, and obviously I said, you know what? Off the back of the conversations I had with those guys, mm. I was gonna do a giveaway, but rather than give away, I don't know, like a PlayStation or something. Like, let me give away something that I think really is gonna add value. To so work yeah. with them to get some like free office space for three months. So I'm gonna be mm. doing that as like a thirty k giveaway as well. Um, so cool. yeah. Well, that's yeah, actually where I met Dami, who said to add you, yeah, she was the, um, Dami, what was, what was your role in that project? I, I know she oversaw the project, and I always, I'm rubbish with qualifications because I don't have them. <laughs> so Dami, <laughs> tell us what you have. Dami was actually involved in that project, um, and yeah, it's an amazing project. So you haven't, if you haven't seen it, guys, as well, go and have a look at the Hill Hub or Reboot Property or Rehub Off. I don't know, it's got so many I think they've out. finished the project. They're now, I think they're starting out. So, so, out they fi- so, they, so they finished it. They've started renting the stuff out. It's actually a transformation project director. There we go. They've actually started renting out the spaces. So they converted the old courthouse and mm. p- uh, police station into yeah. an office space. So what mm. used to be prison cells are now, you know, free man, free woman offices. 
Um, and then they've got stage two of the development or second phase, which is going to be um, a co-living space next door. So that's really good in terms of you can imagine okay. you're a young entrepreneur, you're setting yeah. up, you can go from working in the um, communal or shared office space to the smaller, like two, three people offices. So I think they've got up to 16 people or 18 people offices there. So it's a good way to develop the business. Yeah, so hopefully cool. we get someone, get one of the followers, they can get in there. I think they're going to give away like three months of free working space and they can hope mm. to develop. And they also get the opportunity to be on a business accelerator, which can okay. help grow their business as well, which oh, is, cool. all, is all really cool. good. But um, back to your business, because that's what we're here for today. Not so in terms of in terms of the developing it, where like yeah. you know, in terms of where because you kind of cut out of where your trajectory yeah. is. So where do you see it? Like obviously, oh yeah, no, we said actually. Sorry, in terms so, of the, yeah, the, the platform, but there's, there's there's multiple things avenues mm. that we can we can go down. So oh, obviously yeah. the there's um so in terms of like estate agency, for example. Mm. So we're yeah. gonna do more of a I'd say boutique estate agency, not mm. necessarily based on volume, but specific types of listings that we people would expect yeah. from us because we get sellers and we get buyers. I've worked with agents that, you know, we've we've had a seller and we've showcased the property and then, you know, we've had a lot of the predominantly the, the most amount of uh, people that wanted to view and Free, you know, found the yeah. buyers. Or, yeah. yeah. Um, so we didn't really need to work with certain agents. So that's why I want to make sure that we can have a boutique estate agency that yeah. focuses on different type of marketing, obviously social media based marketing, but, implementing the traditional methods as well mm-hmm. um and then i've you know i've spoken to developers as well that like the you know doing specific types of developments as well so not necessarily like the three million plus but maybe 1.5 1 million pounds but you know three unit schemes or six unit schemes stuff like that mm-hmm. um so these are all things that i'm having discussions about but i'm the kind of person as i said with the areas and the investments i'll go everywhere Mm-hmm. So I just want to make sure that we can do it step by step and it's done properly because especially in this marketplace, it's the quality of the thing that you're delivering um, that matters the most. So yeah. we just need to make sure we get it right. So you saying with um, off the back of obviously the hopeful profits and success of Million Pound Homes, your plan is still to reinvest in real estate and property in the UK? Um, uh, yes and no. Uh, so yes, I'll invest in property because I've been in property for the last five years. So to me, I, I think it's a no-brainer because I understand where you can make money in property. But mm. to be honest, I'm I'm falling out of love with like the investment side of property. So I would want to invest in more. Um, let's say you know, for example, I, I sell and everything works out. Um, I think I'll just invest in young entrepreneurs because this this stuff is hard, man. Yeah, so almost yeah. like an angel investor as well. Yeah, but I'll do more like mentorship, angel investor, things like that because I just want to see. Um, because there's a lot of skills that you need really to make it as an entrepreneur, and I know obviously now it's kind of the thing to do, and people are saying you can do it, and blah blah blah, yeah. and all of that kind of stuff, but it's, it's not, it's not true to be it's, fair. There's a lot of things that need to be implemented in order for you to to really be successful. So I want to kind of talk to people at an early stage before they transition to, to yeah. try and implement those things. I think that, that maybe leads me on to another nice question, which is take yourself back in time. Yeah. What do you kind of wish you knew maybe that five, six, seven, eight years ago um, that you didn't know, that you wish you know or wish you could have actioned? Um, one... Obviously, get everything in writing. 
that's that's one of those that's one of those things that I'm sure everyone has um, <laughs> has, has experienced. You yeah, laugh now, yeah. but I'm sure you cried yeah. at the time. It's, listen, uh, even one um, even one quick story. But somebody um, we so the same time we were investing in in Blackburn, we were trying to invest in in uh, I think it was Burnley. Um, investing in, in Burnley as well. So they had really high yields. We were just excited about yields. So they had really high yields and, and things like that. And somebody was basically, um, you know, some agent came to us and they said, yeah, look, we've got two two properties that are, they're going to be refurbished. And when they're done, it's going to be like a 20% yield. Now, bear in mind, we're just looking at numbers. Yeah, yeah just seeing. No yeah, context. Yeah, no context numbers. Now, fortunately... We saw, I, I got them to write down the price that was agreed and things like that and when it was going to be done. But what they, they took a reservation fee and then afterwards what happened was they never completed the properties and then they tried to say that, they tried to keep the reservation fee and say that we tried to pull out so they're not going to give it back. It took me three years going to court to get that money back. It was a waste of money. It was a waste of time mm. and things like that. But fortunately in that situation, I got it in writing just because I was a bit like skeptical at that time but mm -hmm. the point is i never would have got that money back if i didn't get it in writing yeah. when people are you know some people will try and like especially when you're new into property mentors sometimes you're, you're um, eager as well <laughs> you're eager and that's why because you're just looking at the numbers you're not looking at the context you're not doing the research you're not understanding the risk uh, associated with certain yields and things like that um obviously get rich quick schemes and things like that you're not really thinking about what the consequences are of certain things. Yes. So I would just say, get everything in writing. That's the first thing. And also, the, as you said, mentioned before, no money down schemes and, and things like that. And the property training, things like that. I think everyone understands or knows what's going on in certain courses. I think there are legitimate ones that um, you can see that people are, you know, have a level of credibility and things like that. Mm -hmm. But always do your due diligence on whoever is telling you to buy yeah. a house. The company's house is there, their uh, people that they worked with are there, they should be able to evidence certain things. So you should be able to grill them, especially if you're going to give them your money. Yeah, um, and I, I think to add to that, you should also, after all training or, you know, learning is to fill in gaps as opposed mm -hmm. to give you everything. Because mm -hmm. if someone was to come to me with no property experience or no, mm -hmm. they haven't looked at anything, and just expect me in the space of, I don't know, a couple of weeks or whatever the, you know, the actual duration or a couple of months that the course is. I can't give somebody everything. It's like you can fill in the gaps. So I think a lot 100%. of the time, you know, potentially there's so much free information out there. 100%. Instagram, YouTube, like ebooks or books that cost you are going to cost you six pounds or eight pounds. 100%. You know, pay the little amounts and then work out what you don't know first and then yes. potentially pay somebody to fill in those blanks. I think we're in a good time now because you've got Clubhouse. Like I've heard you speaking in mm. a number of rooms on Clubhouse. You've got, yes, we've got YouTube, we've got Instagram. So I would say you've got the information out there, like you said. But if you're looking for a, a mentor and things like that, Yes, I believe, I'm not saying paying for a mentor is wrong. So mm. I understand that people's time is worth a certain amount. So I don't, act, I'm not actually against it. But sometimes you need to be, um, there's people out there that will actually spend the time with you if they believe that you are, you know, you can provide them value or you may be teachable. Sometimes they might yeah. see you as a smaller version of themselves. So they take you on board. But you need to be able to be teachable or be able to provide some sort of value. And that's where I actually met a lot of the, 
I would say, older developers that I still am in contact with now. I spoke to them more about, oh, I came across a particular site that wasn't just on Ramu. Oh. I lost you for a second there. I don't know if um, everyone else, can everyone else still hear Kofi? Um, I don't know. Can anyone hear Kofi? Okay. We appear to have lost. Kofi has left the building. Um, unfortunately, he's probably gone to close another million pound deal. And, you know, unfortunately, he can't be with us right now. So I'm going to plug him for him um, as he's not here with us anymore. I think there's a little delay on the comments coming through and everyone shouting no at me now. Seen 24 knows, I get it. Kofi is no longer here. Um, but I, I, I much appreciate him coming on. I personally think this is probably one of the lives I've learned the most from or learned the most about somebody. Um, so I really appreciate him coming on and joining us today to share his insight. Um, and I think one of the reasons I've mentioned already, but why I wanted to get him on is there's more than one way to skin a cat. And there's so many different ways you can get into property. And he's obviously shown that he's had a completely different journey to myself and so many other developers. But I, even though he mentioned that it's not potentially his focus to stay in property for the long term, he's built an income stream, built credibility, built value, um, which would allow him to invest if he wasn't in a position prior to starting um, his business. So if you're not already, oh, I believe we have him back. Do we have him back? Let's see, let's see. But yeah, he's put himself in a position to... Here we go. Uh, you know what? I'll add and say preparation because my battery died. <laughs> <laughs> Do you know what? I was looking I just... and I was saying, can I hear you? <laughs> I don't know. I don't know if it's just me that can't hear you. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah I, I saw it. I saw it dying and I was just, like, just no, but... Just panicked. <laughs> don't worry, I had to freestyle for a little bit. <laughs> just, you know what I mean? Just, just warm the crowd until you came back. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um... I can't. Even, I think I was saying. Um, I, can't, I can't remember what I was saying. I was saying. Um, oh yeah. So, um, like for example, if I found if I went back in time mm. or whatever, um, find yeah, finding good mentors, finding good people to work with, people that are experienced to do it. Um, I, if you're not paying them because their time is valuable, um, then you need to be of value. And sometimes you can do that by presenting opportunities that they may not have come across mm -hmm. um so for example i used to sadly i used to read like regeneration plans of certain cities and certain mm -hmm. areas so i'll be able to identify where certain why do you say sadly because i used to read the 30 page pdf no. <laughs> and the, the colors and, and things like that and see <laughs> this area wants a 10-story building in birmingham and, and stuff like that and to me but you're adding value because it's, not, like yeah, you said, I'm adding value, but I say it's, it's quite sad. You, no, you but you the difference is regeneration plans on a Saturday. You know, I don't. <laughs> but it's again, it's about if you know where you want to get to, and you know that okay, look, I want to speak to like let's say like you. I don't know where people are based, but somebody wants to speak to David Price, yeah. top developer in his area. Yeah. Now, just to, just to go and speak to him potentially, 
he's going to have you know hundreds of people messaging him all the time to say oh, i'd love to be your intern i'd love to shadow you but if somebody approaches him and says look i've read the regeneration plans in your area inside and out and i really like your stuff however have you considered x y or z mm-hmm. all of a sudden you're top of his list 100%. and i think that's you hit the nail on the head with that like, i get a lot of inquiries i don't do mentoring mm-hmm. however i have quote unquote can't name him much like you he's behind his brand but mm-hmm. one person who i'd say i'm semi-mentoring because mm-hmm. he's added so much value like he's mm-hmm. great with the social media he helps me with my posts he helps me with like okay you know what that video he would just come and say that video was good but i would have mm-hmm. done this i'm going to help you put subtitles this is the approach say, look i've seen that video it needs subtitles and i'm like right, yo i'm gonna put i've got a video with subtitles on this is great yeah. now i feel like look we've now got a relationship there's mm-hmm. there's a trade-off here um, mm-hmm. which I think, yeah, definitely for young people wanting to get into property. Mm-hmm. There will be, don't get me wrong, like we're doing this today. There's no kind of value directly for yourself for doing this, but you mm-hmm. want to give back. So there will be stuff that you'll do for free just to give back. But 100%. generally speaking, you know, you've got to find a value proposition. Like how are you <laughs> going to present yourself in a way that's going to make you stand out above the rest? It's just like sending your CV off. 100%. You know, it's just Instagram and DM is a modern day CV. You've got to captivate somebody in those first couple of lines or, you know, it just, it gets lost in, it just get lost in, in a barrage of DMs. Yeah, it's true. Cause think about how many people are messaging you, for example, saying they want a mentor or how did you get into property or what would you do if you had 5k or yeah. things like that? There's going to be hundreds of people that are going to be messaging you that, every single day so how why are you going to pick out and i'm sure you respond to a lot of people the same way i would respond to a lot of people but why are you going to pick out that particular person what are they actually bringing to you that is going to make you pay attention you're not just going to look at it like, okay it's another message or, and things like that because they they're going to need to put in they're going to need to put in a certain amount of effort they might need to you know research you what kind of deals do you like and they might go and search that and then go and pre- present it to you and say look i've seen this particular deal what could I work with you on this? Or, you know, if you took this deal, whether, even if you asked for a fee, um, but you, they worked with you to kind of build, bring the deal into fruition. Yeah. If it's, you're going to be learning on the job. So you're working with somebody that you essentially admire, but you brought them the opportunity. And that's how you, 100%. That's how you I think I've done one deal like that where it's like somebody said, look, I've, I've done all my comps. I've done the numbers. Here's the PDF. I'm just going to trust you that you're not going to go black. You know, this is a deal I've got. It might be an open market, but I've seen it on right move. This is what they did down the road. These are the numbers on it. I can't do it, but if you do it, you know, potentially I have a do it, pay yeah. me, don't pay me. But I'm on the ground say, look, I'm going to pay you something off the back end. You can help me PM it because you've already shown that, you know, your numbers. But again, it's just about creating that. I'm going to say it with time, but just value proposition. Mm. Yeah, hundred percent. And that's, what I feel like with a million pound homes as well, that's, in a in a in a different way that's 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 essentially how it transitioned is because yeah. i was finding homes for people and posting it on the page that weren't necessarily on the open market they were off market but i might mm-hmm. have seen it on right move that it sold two years before but i was looking at right and i remembered certain areas so now people are coming to me saying oh where's that home is that home for sale and that's how you know i met a lot of the i would say clients or buyers that we're dealing with now that are you know, maybe sports professionals or influencers or well-known individuals, that's I would, the value that I was providing is I'm showing them opportunities that they're not, or I say opportunities, I'm showing them potential homes that 
they were not finding with their local estate agent and things like that and also providing more of a service than here's a home do the viewing Mm. move on we might show show you something that's you know 1.5 million but your budget's two but you can spend 200,000 with this interior designer that we can recommend because of the work that they've done or this Mm -hmm. architect that we can introduce you to and then show them why that um, you know if you spend a certain amount of money the comparable show will support that you know this could be the end value and things like that it's like yes it's kind of like the bespoke service with like the vertical integration of you know building up a you know, like a, a proper Rolodex, old school Rolodex style of architects, interior designers with risk solicitors. Yeah. And you've got, you know, people that you can trust to work with. And also if you're showing somebody, like you said, a house that's worth 1.5, they've got a 2 million pound budget. And you're actually showing, you know what, you can get this house to be worth 2.2 million by spending 200,000. You're adding value for your expertise. That Don't get me wrong, people can get from an agent, but not always from every agent. So like yeah. you said, you're ticking those boxes of, experience as well as the sales side of things mm-hmm. um, which i think is is good yeah. i think potentially wrap up there um yeah, but yeah sure. this has been really good conversation glad okay. to see the, the man behind the brands got to look behind the curtain a little bit see what inspires <laughs> no, you and makes you tick so i appreciate you for coming on um anything anything you want to plug anything that's coming soon in regard to million pound homes to be fair um just keep following the page man i i, I properly appreciate everyone following the page like and comment and, and, and mm. things like that i see everything to be fair I'm, mm. I'm always on the page i see all the comments i see all the likes dms and things like that so i properly appreciate everyone following and thank you for bringing me on man you brought, brought me out uh, well, we at your show a little uh, bit you know yeah. spoke, spoke very well you haven't got a right no, uh, you can, but, you, you can start but, doing public speaking now no definitely definitely <laughs> not but i might pop out time to time as i yeah. said but no i appreciate i'm appreciate sure we'll get you on again um you're definitely doing your thing send me some more work man so i can show i can show yeah no nah, don't worry i'm working i'm working i've got i've got somewhere coming up um yeah had a couple offers accepted two detached yeah. properties that are going to be quite nice so any million what, pound homes yeah, one of them will be one of them has got like this massive three quarters of an acre garden. So okay. I'm thinking about maybe putting a putting a tennis court in the rear. So it's going to be okay. a luxury refurb. So I'll get you get you straight on that with a drone. Just you know what I mean, <laughs> moving around. But yeah, that probably would be uh, probably be end of this year completion for that one. Um, in terms of me, little plug: um, no clubhouse is coming up but have got a few new episodes coming out on the YouTube of just some various different developments we've done, some mid-project stuff. Um, again, mentioned we're going to be doing that 30K giveaway where we're going to be giving away, uh, I'm going to be giving away like half a day of mentorship as well as um, free office space in the Ruby Centre um, or the Hill Hub for three months. So make sure you're following to keep track of that. We will have another live next Sunday. Off the top of my head, I can't remember, but I believe it's the lawyer episode. So if you are looking at buying a property shortly or just wanting to know maybe about auction purchases or anything to do with the legal side of things in regards to property and the property space, make sure you tune in next week. We're here each and every Sunday at 6 p.m. for your opportunity to ask an expert like Kofi everything about property. So thank you very much for coming on. Guys, thank you very much for logging in. Appreciate all your comments. And we shall catch up soon. Oh, my YouTube is the same as my Instagram, Property by Kazi, all one word, no spaces. Thank you and take care, my brothers. See ya and sisters, take care.